0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole. I am the host, Michael Cole. Um, it's been a couple weeks, and I apologize, but with, you know, I with the way I left things in the last episode, I, I you know, I'm, I as much as I want to put out a week, an episode every week, there are more pressing things right now, you know, with work. With, that we had Thanksgiving in between there, um, so it's just been you know, it's been, it's been a tight schedule. I've had a lot going on. So, um, it's not that this podcast is not a priority. It's just that I have a lot of priorities, but, and I, and I don't want to just put out an episode just to put out an episode. I want to make sure I have a topic or I have a good guest. I don't have a guest this week, but I'm going to be, I think I have a topic that I can talk about confidently. Um, and so I guess I'll just dive right into it, um, and then maybe at the end, if I have a little bit extra time, I will uh, talk about a couple of, of changes I think I'm making to the podcast. But um, you know, ultimately the the concept's going to be the same. It's every week or every time I put out an episode, it's going to be a big topic, um, and and whether I have a guest or if I'm on my own, that's that's the that's the situation. So today, um, today I want to talk about (sighs) kind of, okay. The topic is not clear, but it is big. It's big. It's not clear because it is big this week. So it's a couple of things. One is the idea of role models and changing habits, um, and just doing better. Um, and I do think you'll see in a few, um, that I I think these things kind of fit together personally. Um, so I guess I will start with why this topic came up. Um, so, you know, I've talked a lot in the, about, about depression, um, both seasonal, regular depression. Uh, I've talked about the fact that I'm working on my physical health and my mental health. Um, one of the things that I haven't really addressed well yet that I'm now starting to address is, um, it is the idea of, of getting out of other habits. So I got out of, I've been working on the bigger, you know, habits and trying to make things better in, in those big sweeping changes. Um, but there's lots of little things that contribute that I need to change. And, and Christmas coming is a big trigger for me. Uh, emotionally, I don't like Christmas that much. Um, and so I wanted, this is the second year, second or third year in a row that I've kind of, i am going to be making this effort, um, to do better and do more as far as Christmas, you know, with my family, um, with specifically with my son and my wife. Um, I, I find Christmas overwhelming. I find it to be, I have lots of other issues with it and so it is a really tough thing for me to get into but it's really important that I don't ruin it for them and that I don't make it I don't create a pattern that will be repeated with my son so um And that, that, and so I was thinking about that. And then I got into, to the idea of, of changing patterns. Um, and, and so my role model, the one that I'm hoping that in a lot of ways I'm trying to emulate as a father is my own father. And my dad, I mean, I'm going to probably mostly be talking about good stuff about my dad, but that doesn't mean that I'm not aware. I'm like, I'm not one of these weirdos who has like a intense hero worship well into their thirties, the way a teenager or, or maybe even a a seven, eight year old would have. I, I I am, I have a realistic image, I think of my father, but I also realized that there was a lot of good. Um, And so when In this episode, I do kind of want to talk about the good because I think that it's important in this way um, with the topic that we're going to talk about. So um, one of the things that my dad started talking about when I I, the right first time I remember, I would have been 13 or 14 years old. And he talked about the idea of doing better. Um, You know, he wanted me to have a better childhood and a better uh, life than he had. He wanted me to have better opportunities, and and eventually he wanted me to be a better parent than he is, and then he, you know, I mean, he still is my parent, but then he was, you know, at the time, um, and and he had a really strong sense of that, and he instilled that on my sister and I. Um, speaking of my sister, uh, Sam, if you're listening, hi. Um, I had originally thought about talking with her about this topic, but I think that it might be better just to talk about with myself. Um, because, uh, it, it might be too redundant to have, you know, I, I mean, I'm aware that to some extent the episodes of this podcast have probably sounded a bit echo chambery. Um, I do plan on getting some dissenting views the problem is is that i really don't want to be getting on here to have fights I, if it's if it can be constructive uh i think that's awesome and uh, and i do hope that at some point we i get to a point where i feel more comfortable doing that um with my sister i think it would be i uh, i think we had a really similar situation i think a lot of you know uh, male female dynamic as far as brother sister you get a different parent especially with your father because of, of a lot of um, double standards but my dad did not do that as as much as I can really see any especially of his generation of not the current generation of parents but like he was really strong about I don't feel like I don't feel like I got away with a lot more than she did um, in some cases I feel like she got away with more um, and we talked about that a little bit on the masculinity episode with my, my friend Pat and I But so anyway, I didn't want to get into a redundant thing where we were kind of yesing each other. So um, I think that it's just better if I talk about it. But one of the things that he instilled in both of us is the idea of doing better. And um, and and he started out, like I said, I remember it at 13 or 14 years old being the first time he said it. But there was all these little conversations we've had over the last 25 years um, in which he reiterated it um, or reinforced it. Um, at one point in my mid20s, he had talked about he it was at that point it was not a thing that was going to happen. It was a thing that him and my mother had talked about at some point and they had already dismissed by the time it came to me. But he had said something about the idea of adopting and um, there's a there's a show or there's a news piece on in Massachusetts called Wednesday's Child. And it's a they they show a a child who doesn't have a family and they try to help them get adopted. And we would all watch it. And it it is real heartbreaking, some of these stories. And I think that was what spurred the conversation, at least um, with me. And he explained that, you know, he, him and my mom had talked about possibly doing that, but they worried that, you know, it at 10 years later, starting 10 years later or starting 15 years later or whatever it would have been at the time they talked about it, they would have been better parents uh, to that new kid. That's his, his words, not mine. Um, and he worried a, that it wouldn't be fair to us to, to watch him be a better that watch them be better parents. And at the same time he worried about, I think, uh, the idea of resentment about that. And at the time I didn't think really anything. I just was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Or I don't think I would have had that feeling, but I understand why you thought that. Um, I think that he did a good enough job instilling in us this idea that you're not, uh, that you always want constant improvement that I wouldn't have had the reaction he thought we were going to have but I don't know um but I do remember having have him saying that and then a couple years ago so we were talking on the phone and I said something about I forget we were talking about some parenting thing and I said something about how um Sarah and I don't spank Logan um we're just, you know, we're not, we're not going to spank. And when we, and, and I was a little nervous because when you say something like that to somebody, like to a parent that did spank, it feels like a bit of condemnation or, or just the idea of, you know, it was some kind of, I worried about there being a little bit of him feeling judged by that statement, but It wasn't that, you know, I I think that there is an extent to which I I largely believe that we we are products of the time. Um, I know that, you know, certain things there we, you know, certain things that gets certain things get glossed over in that excuse. But I think there is some truth in other things for it. So we talked about the idea of, of, of and I said something about not spanking and, and how we weren't planning on spanking and um, and yeah, oh, and we haven't spanked and the reaction that I got was it. I, can't, I don't think there was anything verbal or but I think he recognized the worry that I had about saying that to him and he just was like there was something in his face that gave me the, like, yeah, I get it. Like, and, and I think he then may have come back with, if, if we did it over, I wouldn't do I wouldn't have done that again. Um, and he, he's been really good about, and for most of, of my memory, he's been really good about the idea of, um, not committing to a mistake because you made it. Um, what's that what's that old saying the just because you made him I forget but the 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 idea of I made this mistake I've been making this mistake a while and I need to like see it through he's never had that um, that I can think of Um, and so that that problem didn't occur to him the same way and I I have I talked to a lot of other people some with kids some without kids Um, who have very strong opinions about, you know, and and it's a, it's, it's somewhat of a cliche of like, well, I was spanked and look at how well I turned out and I've actually, uh, in, in as charming a way as possible and it's not as insulting as possible said, oh yeah. and, And when you, you sound so normal saying that, um, to try to like point out the ridiculousness of the statement, but without being fully insulting, um, because that, that, that idea is foreign to me. I don't think the you know th- there's a lot of, of shit about childhood that my father probably experienced that he absolutely wouldn't want for my sister and I. There's a lot of shit about childhood that I wouldn't want. Um, and I get the idea that everything that we go through makes us who we are. And that is an acceptable way of looking at it once you're through it, that is not a great way of looking at it in justifying moving forward, um, and that's and that has been a weird dynamic. Sorry, I'm about to, I've been about to sneeze for about three minutes. Um, I have t- terrible allergies, and I think my wife vacuums today. <laughs> uh, but um, the yeah the 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 idea of repeating. Uh, a thing because it's the way it has been done, and and I talked about that with tradition a bit, but um, I think we do it in a lot, like as a society, we do do that a lot in ways that are clearly destructive. Um, you know, there's, you know, we we have hard, we have some pretty hard evidence that spanking does not create the result that we want in the long term. At least it may in the the very short term but it creates lots of problems in the long term and and so like the idea of repeating it because it's what I got is is a weird one and my father was really good about pushing like the idea of like you know we know you know we're not writing with quills anymore like you have to keep moving forward based on the information we have the set of Uh, resources we have like we have we have to keep moving forward and so i have never felt judged by that and i thought that's a really important aspect of parenthood that i think i take from from him um and, and and so that leads me into something that i did start doing already and this was probably this isn't really as much a parenting as a being a role model aspect. Um, he was, he was really in, he, he was really good at leading by example in a lot of ways. There's a couple ways that maybe he wasn't as great at, but in the like obvious, in some of the obvious ways that when, once you say them, they're obvious kind of like, so the best example I can give is when I was 16 years old, we rented a boat when we were on vacation, we rented it for a day and we had to put, deposit down and when it came that time to to pay the the bill and clear everything out clear out the the whole um account the the cashier who was probably my age probably 16 or 17 ended up giving him back like five or six hundred extra dollars they just kept counting it wrong and we went we my dad would count it and he'd say this isn't right and the guy, the kid would say, "No, no, no it's fine." It, they, I gave you the right change back, and we'd go out in the parking lot, and we and we went probably like, it probably was four or five objections to the cashier, and he's like, "You, I really," he's like, "You're going to get in trouble if I take this out, and and I go home with this extra money, and and so I really don't want to do that to you." And he kept telling him. And then we got in the car, and I think maybe my sister and my mother had already headed back. And it was just my dad and I are at that point. Cause I don't remember them being in, in the, that situation with us. And my dad, after we left gave the cashier back the money and, and realized he realized his mistake. And when we no, you know, at that point, no harm, no foul, we got in the car and my dad said, you know, like it, it's not a little amount of money for us. Like that was not like that. was it, We weren't well off. To the extent to which we we were doing fine, but we were not well off. To the extent that would to which that five hundred dollars in you know in two thousand or whatever it was was gonna was just nothing to give to give back. It was you know that would have been a really especially for our vacation that would have been a lot of money that would have you know covered probably all of the the food we were gonna spend for, uh, by the rest of the week or whatever. It was a lot of money. And he said, you know, but ultimately, like, it's not a A, it's the it it would be the wrong thing to do knowingly to, to leave with that money. He goes, that's the first important thing that you need to know. And then the second important thing you need to know is it ultimately that kid could have gotten fired and that could really affect his life. Whereas us having an extra $500 is not going to do anything significant. So he said, you know, it wouldn't have been the right thing, even if it was some crazy amount that would change our lives. But at the same time, it, you know, it was a, it was a lose, lose to take it. It would have been the wrong thing to do. And it wasn't, it would have made the next couple of days a little cushier, but it wasn't going to change our lives, but it could have changed his, that kid's life. And so he was, you know, we, him and I have talked about that, at least a half a dozen times over the last 20 years and it's it's the most clear example of of leading by example that that he's shown me and So like that is something that I've wanted to emulate and one thing that I started doing this year and and uh, I've been copying him poorly in one specific way for at least I've been with Sarah twelve years, so at least twelve years. But I was probably doing it with ex girlfriends before her, and that is that I have. So my dad likes to make jokes, and and so I, and my mom my mom has a great sense of humor, and my dad's very funny, and so my dad has forever made comments about how long. And you know, if you ask my dad, if you ask my dad in in. 1990 when they had been married eight years how long they had been married he'd say it feels like forever and Him and my mom he would play the um, the song paradise by the dashboard lights by meatloaf um, And at the end when they're saying now I'm praying for the end of time so I can end my time with you He would sing it to my mother and he would do all these things and she would laugh or she roll her eyes But in a funny way it was always she never, as far as I know, she never took it in a, in a serious way. She always thought it was funny and she always participated in it. And so I grew up with this idea of almost like sitcom, sitcomy dynamic between a husband and wife. And so I carried that forward and I, you know, I tease and stuff and and Sarah and I have a relationship that's very jokey, but it's not but in the times when I've done stuff that's more like that, where it's like I really want to get out of this, like I wish I hadn't married you, kind of like jokes, like those things do not land. They they hurt her feelings. Some sometimes I, I think she's gotten better in the last. I mean, it's been twelve years. At the beginning, she hated it, and I, you know, and and unfortunately, I I probably wore her down in that way, but. I started seeing little things that Logan was repeating and Logan was starting to do that made me think oh he's not seeing the dynamic the way I saw the dynamic because I would never have joined in on the jokes I just would watch with my when my parents were doing it and he he just I mean he's a more confident kid than I was and he 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 has a lot you know he's he's smarter and there's all kinds of other things but he but it's probably my delivery of those jokes or of that that sense of humor that he my delivery is probably not good enough and so he's not seeing it in the same light that i saw it in so at some point i want to say it was close to a year ago i had to like make a concerted effort to like show him the good side and the compassionate side and the sweet side of my relationship so that he doesn't think it's all complaining especially when, when you're somebody who complains as much as I do um, I, I'm gonna leave a small laughter break for anybody listening who knows that I complain a shitload um, when you when you complain as much as I do I, I the joking a lot of my complaints are jokes. I would say that, like, I spend, I would say about probably 70% of what comes out of my mouth is complaining. And at least 50% of that is joking, complaining, or at least trying to point out the humor in the ridiculous thing that is actually irritating me. Um, And so when you get that, like, I, I have been showing him. A very complainy side of me and and i do that with sarah about you know about sarah a lot of times the most more of that's joking but even when like if something frustrates me or whatever i just i i'm not good at it the way that i think that i am and that has become clear in the way that like some of the ways that logan is interpreting it or it seems to be interpreting it so i've been making an effort um that leads me to <laughs> sorry back to the the idea of complaining and getting frustrated and getting overwhelmed and and setting that bad example is is comes back to Christmas for me because I uh, a couple of years ago Sarah started joking um, there's the scene in the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch when they flash back to baby Grinch um, in class and he goes I hate Christmas and uh, Sarah and Logan joke that oh that's daddy and I absolutely don't mind when Sarah jokes about it with me. I think it's hilarious. It is very accurate and and funny. The problem is is that I don't want Logan to think it's real like I don't want Logan to think that I hate christmas um, and that's why we lie to our children no um, I mean <laughs> genuinely like i i'm not i don't I don't f- find Christmas to be enjoyable a lot of that goes back to the working in retail so the music I mean only in the last year or two did I find any of the music to be any of the like commercial music to be acceptable again because you know I think I worked almost ten years in retail or in in grocery stores or places that they would play it non-stop and um, obviously this is a weird complaint for an atheist but like when you take out the Christian music or the religious music for Christmas, you're very limited. And so you just end up with like 10 different versions of 10 different songs. And so you, you know, Oh, we're going to listen to the Michael Buble, uh, dreaming of a white Christmas. And we're going to listen to the Frank Sinatra version. And, and you know, if you're, if you're in the right spot, you might get to hear John Lennon. So this is Christmas, even though, um, you know, It's not a a super Christmassy Christmas song given its story, but so I, I just, there's that I I used to resent how much, uh, how early it came. When I say used to, I mean like a month ago when it started, um, resent the, the oncoming storm of Christmas. I think Christmas is another one of those things where people get so amped up about it that it doesn't seem like anyone's genuinely enjoying it to me and it just seems like everyone's gritting their teeth being like we're having fun and that's what it feels like when i think of christmas so i i i, I get overwhelmed with the whole process um and it's it's not something that i have i've i've done bad i've done poorly in the last 6 years doing it for logan although to be honest, I did, I have been trying to not complain. I've been trying to help with the decorations. It's, to some extent, um, there's just all these things that, like, they're, they're, they're just, it's very difficult. Like, I, I'm also somebody who, and in the last, you know, somebody who does not bite their tongue a whole lot. Um, I used to. I used to do it a lot. And when I did it a lot, nobody thought I did it. Very often which was always funny to me because I always thought like oh if I was actually complaining about what you thought I was complaining about it would be so much worse but now that I am I get it I get how people think that I always am complaining and I'm never happy so I'm trying really hard to not do that um, and failing miserably but that's what that's That was an important thing. I and and part of that comes back to so there's a lot of things that I think I I Emulated and even if I emulated them poorly uh, That I got from my parents Like you know, like I said, I don't think I do the the sitcom Arguing kind of thing as well as 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 I used to think I did but At the same time, when it comes to Christmas, I don't have a role model of somebody being miserable. Like, I don't think my dad liked Christmas that much when I was a kid. Looking back and having heard some stories as an adult. But I don't think... I really don't ever remember him feeling or looking like he wasn't happy. I think seeing us happy was always... Always seemed to make him happier. And so, I... This is, you know, like a a lot of these things are things we need to like look at ourselves and say, okay, I'm going to break a cycle. This is not a cycle, but I don't want it to become one because I think I'm the, I'm patient zero of anti, I'm, I'm Scrooge. I'm the grouch on the couch. That was Sarah's idea when I said that we wouldn't do Elf on a Shelf, which... That's not an anti-Christmas thing. That's an anti-let's-give-our-kid-another-thing that's spying on him. And she's been on board and my nephew's never had it. So I stand by that one. I think Elf on the Shelf's fucking weird. And going back to my Traditions episode where I hate when they announce something's a tradition. The first year, they were doing that really early with, with Elf on the Shelf. So I stand by that. But Sarah calls me Grouch on the Couch. And I am trying really hard not to be Um, And it's tough because the sunlight like I you know, like I talked about seasonal depression that adds the tax on to all of this like there's been a lot of days over the last two or three weeks where it feels like like It feels like trudging through mud because of how gray it is and then it gets dark early and it's it's a bit overwhelming and and unfortunately that's just the way it is and and i i don't want i i am very concerned I, I have been since before the idea of logan of my kids having my mental health issues cuz some of them may be hereditary but but certainly they can be exacerbated and I don't want to exacerbate them. And I don't want to add trauma. I don't want to add trigger times beyond anything. You know, some of it's going to be... Some of, you know, we can't protect kids from everything. But we can hopefully just not tack on to their, you know... Light life has a lot of... of There's a lot of shit storms in life. And we don't have to necessarily add to those. And So that is my my big takeaway right now that I'm trying to work on with Christmas is like I don't want to be I don't want to be creating Christmas Not even I don't know if it's trauma cuz I'm not like flipping out or I'm nothing. It's just like I don't want him in 25 years or 30 years Doing the same thing and I also don't want him like talking to his wife in 30 years being like my dad was never happy during Christmas and um, You know, there's a lot of things that my dad has confessed to me that he feels bad about as a parent that I don't remember You know, he said he felt bad that he wasn't there more often when I was a kid. I don't remember him missing anything Um. I, I know that he like I said a minute ago. I know that he was not Big on He had some you know, he just Christmas wasn't probably his favorite time of year, but I never remember seeing it as a child I just remember Kind of as an adult hearing some of the stories or hearing things and, and putting those pieces together, but he never ex- He never showed signs of it and, and 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 so I'm hoping to do that with Logan also it would be nice to enjoy Christmas because um, I'm not like opposed there's no like most of my most of my feelings towards Christmas are not you know like I just said about Elf on the Shelf I I think I have legitimate po- points with Elf on the Shelf I think Elf on the Shelf is is a bit weird it's uh, I think the idea of creating more big brother type figures is a problem um f- that w- that I don't want to contribute to christmas doesn't really have much of that especially when you think of the uh, you know all of the different traditions and sure there are lots of aspects of christmas like uh, the the level of materialism and consumerism is a bit intense and and overwhelming and realistically harmful um but that doesn't make that doesn't mean christmas has to be same thing with um the you know some of the i'm sure there's there's specific religious sects who do some weird christmas shit that if i knew about it i'd be but like ultimately other than you know as a catholic the big thing that we got on christmas that was like harmful was or negative i don't even know if harmful is the right word negative is when when you go to mass with with your parents the priest would always and i maybe i only noticed this as an adult but They just guilt everybody about, um, it looks like the Christmas Easter crowd is here. And like, that's the, that's the, if that's the big negative, it's like, yeah, well, we don't, we're not here for us. We're, this is my Christmas present to my mom that I'm here on midnight mass. (laughs) So there, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have any objections, um, to Christmas. And so I need to remember that that a lot of these stressors are some of them are environmental, obviously, like I said, and then some of them are just the you know, the concept of people being over hyper, but I, you know, if if you asked me about you know, growing up in New England, if you ask me about sports fans, it's exactly the same problem. You ask me about people with their fucking fall Obsession in New England, it is exactly the same problem where everyone is like through like gritted teeth, like, we all enjoy this and you better get on board. And that, that does bother me as well, just the idea of that, but that isn't Christmas's fault. That's, you know, a few assholes' fault. A lot of assholes' fault, but. And I will say this, and this is the probably the brightest thing that's been happening is, uh, we live in a community that has a lot of Christmas lights. Like people make, they put out little signs so you can tune into the right radio station and you can, um, you can sit there and the, the lights are, are synced up to the radio stations, Christmas music and, and Logan loves it. And I genuinely enjoy it. Um, and, and it has been, it has made Christmas, music better for me um i've also been finding new christmas music but i i the the christmas music at some point i just went over i I went over the hump on that in the last couple years where it doesn't like grate me anymore the way it did when i worked in retail you know the idea of i don't want to listen to uh you know Rudolph a million times in a row but it doesn't bother me the same way and now I've got new you know the if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special the first Christmas song in that special is probably one of my new favorites it's an awesome song um, I liked the you know I, I, I'm finding other stuff that that doesn't play like again Guardians the the Pogues Christmas song, which is really dark and a bit, you know, it's not really uplifting, but it's a good song. And then um, I, there's a Tim Minchin Christmas song, and so like I've been finding these things and and trying to find ways of enjoying Christmas. And I, I I'm not gonna be the guy who's wearing a sweater with a bunch of Christmas shit on it, and I'm not gonna be the guy who who is I'm definitely not gonna be the the guy caroling or doing any of that stuff, but I I just if i give him if i can give logan an example of someone enjoying christmas that's all that matters at this point like it doesn't have to be the same way i mean we all have our own weird shit where if our christmas tradition is and then you'll be like oh, who the fuck does that so if i'm you know if that's what logan gets for me that's better than my christmas tradition is is dad sulks in the corner then then that's the down that's the the negative um this is a roundabout way of getting to it to the point <laughs> um but the the idea was so like i i just want to be you know I, i'm trying to work on all these things self-improvement has been a real big thing for me this year and and a lot of that's been health and I think I'm getting a hold of that. And now going into a new year and getting the idea of, you know, I think this is the last thing for this year to tackle is is trying to be a pleasant, happy person for Christmas. Um, and then, you know, next year, I'm I who knows what, what my goal will be to tackle, but I, I, I like having something in front of me. Um, but right now, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually looking forward to new year's because we're, we're going to hawaii um we haven't been away on a family trip just the three of us since about a year before the pandemic so it's necessary we need it badly um also hawaii will help hopefully with some of the sunlight issues um and ultimately you know like i said this is a this, a lot of the, my journey right now is self-improvement It's self-fixing and I have um, I, I have Christmas is just a, a, the last big hurdle this year and I'm glad that I'm working on it and, and I don't know that Sarah and Logan notice but hopefully if they if, if I'm successful the the proof will be in 10 20 30 years when they don't have Some drastic memory of how miserable I was they their memory is oh, yeah, it's Christmas and like It's a blank slate and you know, and that's what i'm really hoping for All right, so that's what I have to say about the idea of being a role model and being um You know improvement and and learning from in this case my own mistakes um and I did mention at the beginning of the podcast that I wanted to talk about, uh, maybe maybe at the end, if we had time, that I would talk about a couple of other things. The big thing that I kind of, going forward, I just don't see, a, at this point, I don't see a sustainable way of trying to find a new interview subject every week. and And I don't know that I want to just keep interviewing the same 10 people, because I don't want it to get... Into that. Um, I mean I wanted I, I actually would like everybody to come back that that's been on so far But I don't want it to be just a cycle of those Actually, probably not ten. It's probably about seven or eight people um And because I don't want it, you know, obviously me talking here is, is what well, c- could get redundant but and I'm I, and I building I, I plan on building in some things I, I'm planning on When I come up with a good idea, making an intro, making some more professional sounding, you know, a more professional podcast structure. Um, And ultimately, I think the thing that I did decide uh, was that my my final question that I used to ask of my guests, I'm going to do away with it because I don't, I, the last, I think I thought it was going to be a really cool thing when I started out and then I ultimately, Realized that it was very redundant. It was Never what I expected and that's not on that's on me. I just think I thought it would be this revelatory thing that it never was um, And so I I'm gonna do away with that. I would love to get feedback from you Listeners um, if, if if I have you know, if somebody has a topic, please let me know um, if you would like to to potentially be a guest, let me know. Um, my email address is talking about the big stuff at Gmail, um, and you know, get in touch with me. And that's that's. Uh, I want to grow this podcast community. I want to like. I, I'm enjoying the conversations. I'm enjoying the topics. Um, I have some work to do as far as structure, um, and and um and you know ironing out the kinks but what what is this episode i totally spaced because it's been three weeks but i think this is episode 15 or 16 it's not yeah it's episode 15 so it's not like you know I, i've listened to a lot of podcasts they change formats somewhat and and that is my my goal isn't that i want to change formats but with everything else i want wanted to, to improve and i want to keep moving forward and i think that um, recognizing not repeating the same question over and over again, because I made that mistake. I decided to do that and now I'm sticking with it. Um, so I, I will, I will leave you uh, with this. Um, cause I will not make the assumption that I'm going to have a bunch more podcasts before, uh, Christmas. Uh, well, you know regardless of of what you celebrate. I hope you have a hot happy holidays um, That's my tip to the war on Christmas and for the people who um, Celebrate Christmas have uh, Merry Christmas. I actually prefer happy Christmas the British style. I just think it is I don't know. I, there's a lot of British stuff that I just think is kind of cooler um, Like linguistically, I think happy Christmas is good um, And you know, I hope everybody has a great new year Hopefully you'll get at least two more two three more episodes um, if I can Really work it. Well, I, I might even come up with an episode to release when I'm in Hawaii, but we will see Anyway, uh, you know email me if you if you Have suggestions or whatever and I will talk to you next time and next time is a good way of saying it because that can be whenever